0: words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned on this program no longer exist. Blind Like Me does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindlikeme plus subscribe at groups.io that's blind like me plus subscribe at groups.io
1: kind of an unusual program today. We're going to do several uh, things, the uh, first of which is talk with uh, Dale Campbell, who's on the line. No stranger to you, Dale. Hey,
2: Phil. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, it's hot. I just had lunch, and I, I, I think I'm going to survive another. I'm going to make another one, I believe.
2: All right. Keep those eyes open now.
1: It's time yes. for lunch. It is. Well, yeah, we want to talk about a thing that you've got going with your blind mice, Mart. I most people probably are familiar with that but if you aren't it is a uh, blind mice a place you can go to a website you can go to that has all sorts of things for sale not only cooking uh, things but just hundreds of of, uh, of items, uh, not necessarily for blind people, but uh, gifts and knickknacks and trinkets.
2: Yeah. And we have, yeah, thousands is a better way to describe it, perhaps. But I mean, candles and water fountains and wind chimes and garden and home decor and, golly, you name it. It's kind of an online uh, gift shop for the visually impaired.
1: It would take a long time to, to look at everything you have there.
2: It would take a long time. That's why we have a, a, a wish list set up. Anybody that registers as a member can go in, and if they see anything that they might be interested in down the road, they can just put it in their wish list, and it will be saved for them to, re, you know, to be able to find again really easily there is
1: so yeah, much merchandise that's, there. Yeah, that's probably a good idea.
2: Yeah, it helps even me when I'm looking in there. Sometimes I'll get lost and forget what I'm looking for and then spend 10 or 15 minutes perusing through to find that one item. So I, I even yeah. take advantage of it myself, and I'm pretty familiar with all the merchandise in there. But with Blind My Smart, the, the big thing for starting, one, is to provide you know a way for the visually impaired to shop without the hassles of going to the mall and dealing with yeah. help and things like that. But the... Every sale, all the, the proceeds from the purchases at Blind My Smart go to fund the Mouth Hole Scholarships. And this was, i tell you, this was a dream about five years ago. And this year, with the help of everybody that made purchases from the website and uh, with a nice donation from Ann Morris of uh, Ann Morris Enterprises, we were able to offer three scholarships for uh, blind and visually impaired high school students that were graduating and going to college, and also for any sighted students that are uh, that have parents that are visually impaired. All right. Now, what I understand, we're about the only scholarship that offers scholarships to sighted students of visually impaired parents. So that's kind of a feather in our hat. We selected uh, 10 judges across the country, and okay. everybody that helped judge, Thanks so much, y'all. I enjoyed reading your comments as much as I enjoyed um, reading the essays from all the students. All right. And what we're going to do today, we've got our three winners lined up that we'll be calling and interviewing. Now, I haven't told them what place they came in. I've just simply told them that they were a finalist. So um, I guess without further ado, we'll... Get our first winner on the air. Yeah, let's
1: make a first phone call. This will be uh, number three. Go ahead and All right. uh, and uh, do your flash thing. This okay, will, here we go. We'll be uh, so you'll I'll be, be right back. okay. We'll be we'll be right here, stumbling along, waiting on you. This will be the third place winner in this thing called the Mousehole Scholarship, where uh, I, I don't know what the cash amount is, but uh, the the way it is set up is to a percentage of your purchase of the purchase price of whatever you buy at uh, Blind and I think it's it's BlindMySmart dot. Uh, I can't remember if it's dot com or dot org. All right, now we have uh, contact. Anyway, uh, this is going to be our third place winner. And uh, did we lose you there? Let me. <laughs> Telephones, modern. Conveniences, all sorts of phones. He has this thing called that I don't have called okay. three-way calling is what we're doing. Three-way here. calling. So, yeah, we've got it all set up here.
2: Okay. Uh, Hello? Hi, is Laura there? Yes, she is.
3: Can you hang on just a minute?
1: Sure, that was her mom or sister or somebody.
2: I believe it was mom. Laura? Laura.
3: Hello?
1: They're looking for Laura. Where does she live? Hello, look? hello,
2: Laura. Hi. Hi, it's uh, Dale Campbell with Blind Mice and
1: Phil Parr. Hi, Laura. How are Hi. you? Good. How are you? Can you hear me?
4: Um, not really.
1: Not really. Well, you'll just have to listen up, because that's the best we got. I'm a long way from you. All right. Uh, where Where are you? What is your city?
4: Um, I'm out, like right outside of Aurora.
1: Aurora, Colorado. Yeah and uh you are what age i'm 18. you're 18 and ready to is this your this is going to be your first year of college yeah Well, wow, you're excited about it What what is your visual level
4: um, it's
1: 2,400. 2,400. So you have, you have not great vision, but. No. <laughs> uh, well, enough, enough to keep from running into a tree or, yeah, or that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what are you going to study and what is your plan to, what is your major going to be or do you know?
4: Um, well, I was thinking either broadcast journalism or child psychology, but, um, I'm kind of leaning more towards child psychology right now.
1: Broadcast journalism. In, in other words, you'd like to be a news, television news anchor or a yeah. copywriter or something?
4: Yeah, I'd like to be in front of the camera. You'd like anchor, to be kind of
1: thing. in front of the camera? Yeah. Well, if you did that, you'd make history. You'd be the first blind lady who who had done that. Yeah, you know, that'd be cool. <laughs> taking, taking Dan Rather's uh, place. On, yeah,
2: right. The <laughs> NBC Nightly News with Laura.
1: Now, all the Nightly News. CBS News with Laura. What, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Kosheka. Koschecka. Yes. All right, we were we were discussing that. None of us, none of us knew how to pronounce your yeah, last that's, name. that's I,
2: not the way Jaws pronounces it.
1: No, uh, Jaws it, doesn't uh, say it like that.
4: <laughs> it's Polish, so it, supposedly in Polish, it means little cat. Little, little cat. cat. All right, all right. Well, well, I, I, my uh, family's ventures little cat.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: After uh, having done about forty years of broadcast radio let me say that psychology would probably be your best bet yeah it is very very hard to get uh... to where you want to be in and, and, you know you end up like most of us did working at some little local station and and of course that's i had a lot of fun doing it but it yeah. was it was a tough way to for a blind person to make a living you either have to you have to be better than everybody else or because they won't look at you if you're not you know yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: well, I don't know what exactly I want to do yet, but those are the two fields I've been the most interested in the last couple yeah, of you're,
3: years.
1: So. You're 18, you don't have to worry about what you're going to yeah. do. Just go to college and have a good time. And, and what college are you going to attend?
4: Um, George Fox University. It's in Newburgh, Oregon.
1: George Fox University. Is that a four year It's a four year college?
4: college. It's private and it's Christian.
1: And and what uh, did you, were you, uh, how was your, your schooling? Did you go to. Uh, Regular public school or what?
4: Yeah, I've gone to public schools my whole life.
1: You've never been to a blind school?
4: Um, no, I went to We Have a Blind and Deaf School up in Colorado Springs, and I went there one summer for kind of a summer camp for a couple weeks.
3: So but you, you, I
4: just really didn't feel like I fit in there because I felt more independent than the rest of the kids there because my parents have made me be a more independent person.
1: In other words, they treated you as normal as, as possible, right? Yeah. Do you have siblings?
4: Um. Yes, I do. I have a sis- two sisters. One's 21 and one's 15.
1: And so you're the middle child. Yes. <laughs> and, but, and they gave you no breaks for being blind, right? Um.
4: No. I mean, no. you know, there was, of course, you know, the things with schoolwork and stuff and understanding when it came to ne- needing more time and stuff. But, you know, otherwise I'm a regular person and, you know, I don't get exceptions, you okay. know, for getting in trouble for things or whatever.
1: So. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, um uh, now uh, let me ask you you do know some other blind people though. Have you have you met other other blind people?
4: Yes
1: uh, I have. Have you? Yeah. Well I am totally blind and so is Dale. Oh really? Yeah, both of us are are totally blind. Uh, I have been all my life and Dale had an accident when you, how old were you Dale when you uh, thirty
2: one.
4: Oh wow!
1: Thirty car oh, wreck and boom, the lights were out. Driving down the freeway and he could see perfectly one minute, and the next minute it was curtains. It was oh, dark yeah. time. You but know? you know that was gosh, that seems like eons ago.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and, and everything happened. You know, it happens for a reason. No complaints. I'm uh, exactly. Gosh, I tell you, I'm just sitting here, just radiating, just beaming. I'm so happy.
4: Yeah.
3: For,
2: uh, you know, a dream for me has finally come through, and you know, offering these scholarships and uh, with Blind My Smart and such, it's just it's wonderful. Yeah. That Try to help out, and it's kind of a selfish reason because I figure the more, the more college kids that are visually impaired, we can get through school and get out into the real world, the more the real world is going to have to start adapting to us.
4: Exactly. Start
2: giving us a little help here and there. Exactly. So I tell you what, your essay was fantastic. Well, uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody loved it. I had a great time. I, I told Phil earlier from reading. Um, the judges' comments and scoring and things like that, and just reading the essays, it was it was just wonderful.
4: Yeah, um, a lot of time you, and effort into it.
2: It looked like it. You did, yeah. Laura sent us a uh, a whole bunch of information, transcripts and several reference letters, and um, everything was just just fantastic. So well, you ended works, up Jed. taking. You took third place. Oh, okay. So you'll be having uh, a couple hundred bucks coming your way within the next week.
4: All right, thank so you hopefully so hopefully that
2: will help you, you know, get you some books or um, something out there in Oregon. You're going to yeah. be a long way away from home.
4: <laughs> yeah, I am, but I'm excited, and it's going to be good for me and for my parents. So.
1: We are recording this for a show that we do for American Council of the Blind Radio, ACB Radio. It's called Blind Like Me. Oh, Okay. And uh, this will air in uh, probably a week from Saturday, but we'll call you and let you know so you can listen to yourself on the on the internet radio, how's that?
4: That'd be awesome.
1: All right, well, let's wish you the best of luck and uh, keep in touch and let us know how you do and if you just choose if you decide to do broadcasting, uh we need to talk. <laughs> I I did a, I did a lot of it. I was radio crazy from the time I uh, from the time I was eight or nine years old till uh, till now, and uh, I'm not working now because I've worked for everybody in town. Nobody will hire me anymore. <laughs> Laura, thank you, thank you very much, and we'll be talking you. with you. All right, thank
4: thanks, Laura. So bye bye. Listening. Bye.
1: Very uh, seems like a very self assured young lady that, uh, and and uh, you know. I don't know what blind people are supposed to sound like, but to talk to her, you would never know that she had any vision problem at all, would you? No, not at no. all. She's not at all. A,
2: she seems like she does not let it uh, let it get in her way
1: well, at I all. Won't, I won't uh, attempt to pronounce her last name again, but uh, let's go to the next one. Ready?
2: Okay. Our next winner, is, the second place winner, is Karen Fine. Karen Fine.
1: And all right, I'll tell you she what. is
2: um, she is a sighted student. And three of her four parents, she says, are uh, visually impaired.
1: All we'll talk to her about that. Why don't we take a short break while you get her on the phone, Dale. All right? Very good. We uh, primarily want to talk Blind Sights. Here's a website our crack research team certifies screen reader friendly. Now with this week's Blind Sight, here's Don Shaw.
0: Hi there. I want to talk to you today a little bit about a former guest that we had on the Blind Handyman show named William Miller. William is a woodworking person, told us on the show about making products, building products for an rehabilitation agency, and about selling some different products that he's built over the past years. And William, being an ambitious type person, uh, has got a website now that he's selling. Uh, woodworking products on this site in kit form. And if you've ever thought about buying and putting together a kit, which can be great, you might want to go and uh, visit William's site. He's got some really great kits on the site. Everything from uh, bird feeder kits, bird feeders on stands, to mantle clock kits with the clock inserts, two paper towel holders, CD cases for you music collectors, even got wind chime kits. And that's the one I'm going to give William a call here in the next day or so in order. I like these wind chimes. They're the big wind chimes with the, I think the pipes are from 22 to 26 inches long. I think you have your choice of either half inch or three quarter inch round pipes on these wind chimes. The really nice big bassy sounding wind chime kit. These kits would be excellent either for uh, yourself, of course, for uh, birthday, Christmas gifts, uh, even to buy and resell. You know, put the the kit together and uh, resell it and make you a dollar also. Or who knows? Endless possibilities. Anyway, you have your choice of wood in these kits. Everything from uh, poplar wood to uh, hardwood. Give William a call. I'm sure he'd be happy to talk to you about the kit, what type of wood you want to be used in this kit. It's nice to have the choice, anyway, the option of, of the type of wood that you want to be used in the kit that you buy. Call him up. I'm sure he'd be glad to cut you one out and uh, ship it your way. And besides all that, he really has some really great prices on these kits. And being a blind person, if you don't have anyone handy to... Uh, Read you the instructions for the kit. He sends a cassette tutorial with each kit that uh, would uh, give you, of course, the instructions on assembling the kit. I'm sure if you had any questions also, you could give William a call. Anyway, a great website, great prices, and a good screen reader friendliness rating of a 10. Go and check it out. G A M E R S. P-A-G-E dot com slash T-H-E underline Z-A-R-A slash W-S-M dot H-T-M. Go and take a look at W-S-M woodworking. I think you'll be glad you did. Until next time, I'm Don Shaw. Keep on blind sighting.
1: If you found a screen reader friendly website you'd like us to mention, send your email to me. all one word, at txucom.net. And join us again next time for blind sites. Blind. sites. Here's a website our crime research team certified. We're visiting now with Zach Davis, and Zach is the, he is, uh, well, we'll we'll let Dale tell you that. Anyway, you entered, you sent an essay to win a a scholarship with the Blind My Smart, correct, sir? Yes, that's right, sir. Well, guess what? You won. Guess what? (laughs) You're the first place winner. Wow. Isn't that nice? It. Get up close to the phone now, because we have a little hard time hearing you. What? Where are you located? Is, what city are you in, sir?
5: I'm in Grandbury, Texas.
1: Grandbury, Texas.
5: And that's just right outside of Dallas? Yeah. I um, thought of thought okay, about yeah. 30 miles.
1: And it's understanding that you're going to A&M. That's right. And that you are the first blind person to ever be accepted into the Corps. Is yeah. That, is it, did that tell us? Did that create some problems? Did they question you? Um,
5: I actually just approached the commandant, General Van Alstine, and I mentioned to him that I really would like to be into the Corps. And he paused and said, in after a minute, you know, talked to me and asked if I was serious and thought I really wanted to do it. And I told him yes, I did.
0: And, and he goes, so okay,
5: I'll make it work. And so he found a commanding officer who was willing to accept um, the challenge, Squadron Three. And that's the squad that I'm in now.
1: And now, what sorts of things, as you remember the Corps, what sorts of things would you do? I know you'd do a lot of marching, but.
5: Um, in the Corps, you you, um, you participate in all the football games. If you've ever seen the Aggie football game, you've seen the Corps. Um, you participate. Every year, they do a thing called the March to the Brazos. And last year, for March of Dimes, they got, I think it was over $140,000. Really? They march from the quad on the, on campus. They march seven miles to the Brazos, eat lunch, and march seven miles back.
1: So you're going to have to do that. Yes, that's correct. And have you given much thought to? Uh, you're you are totally blind, is that right? Sorry. Are you totally blind? Um, you yes, say? essentially. So have you given much thought to how they're going? Somebody's going to have to guide you or, or help you uh, some way or another. Uh, and, and um.
5: Yes, we've been my, actually. My dad and I have been looking at that at home and. We've been seeing how I can do with like marching without, you know, holding onto someone's elbow, and so we've been uh-huh. trying out different things. And um, I guess it'll all come down to see what happens when I get down there on the 22nd for yeah. uh, freshman orientation week. I, I
1: did an interview with a with a fella in California that marched in a high school band, right. and what they did with him, he was a drummer, and what they would do with him is they kind of guided him with their elbows. In other words, if they would sort of nudge him and, and ease yeah. him back and uh, and the guy on the left would do the same thing if he got to because you can hear the guys around you and you're going to stay pretty straight or right. pretty in line right so you might think about that he even he told the story and you might I, if if you're interested I'll find out what show it was they there was a big pile of horse dung there that they had to march around and he said the guy from the left kept pushing him and he thought what the hell is this you know what is this <laughs> all about and it ended up that there was a, they marched Around this big, uh, you know, pile of horse droppings that is there. So it's it's a pretty funny story. If uh, you're interested, I'll find that which show that is. You can go to the archives and listen.
5: Oh, okay.
1: Now, what are you going to study, at Annie? What is your what is your course?
5: Um, my major I'm looking at right now is uh, business marketing, and on top of that, I'm going to be getting a certificate in international business because I I'm taking German and I love Europe. So um, my goal is to possibly work over in Germany. So. Should
1: possibly go to Germany and work for maybe the government or work for. It
5: could, be, it could be working for the U.S. government. It could be working for any 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 U.S. company or German company. Any sort of marketing over there. I mean, there's a wide variety of stuff that I could do.
1: Yeah, I understand that your your GPA is is pretty high. Also, is that right?
5: Um, yes, yeah, so I graduated with a 4.022, and. Um, I was about 40th, I think, in 380 people at graduation. Wow,
1: that's nothing to sneeze at. That's 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 mighty good. <laughs> I, uh, I tried. Do, do you are you a braille reader or not?
5: Um, yes, I, I do read braille. I also use books on tape. I mean, I use pretty much any of the mediums that I can.
1: Yeah, like the rest of us blind folks, you use whatever. Whatever you can, I suppose, right? Right. (laughs) So how did you lose? Were you born this way, or what happened Um, to your eyes? In
5: second grade, my retina and my right eye detached, and I had multiple surgeries to try to fix it, but that didn't work. And then in third grade, my left retina detached and had four more surgeries, and that actually helped. And until about seventh grade, I could see enough to ride a bike, and then I had one more surgery, and that just shot it
1: and that took care of that so you were about 13 years old or so that's about right
5: and that left you totally blind yeah. You know, well, I can see yep. like a little bit of light, but for all uh-huh. purposes, totally blind. And so, I, I would imagine
1: that you're probably pretty sharp with a computer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I would figure that would be you. would just from talking to you, I figured that you would. Uh, yeah You'd be uh, you'd be pretty sharp with that. So you're you've got you're going to go to college, and you you've got all your books. I guess you got all the books on books on tape or books on the computer or what?
5: Right. I mean, they're not they're not quite all there yet, but they're all either being made or on the way.
1: Yeah.
5: How did you learn Braille? Who, who taught you that? Um, my excellent vision teacher, Joanne Kennedy, she worked with me from second grade through, high school, through graduation. And I mean, when I first turned blind, I was totally refusing to learn Braille because I was so upset. Because I used to read chapter books like in second grade and two nights. That's how much I used to read. Yeah and so she persevered through that and she got me learning through sixth grade and then in seventh grade i went to the school for the blind in austin did you and for two years you know i just perfected some cane skills and just it kind of just showed me what the actual reality was like you could say because you know you leave i mean i was gone I, i was living in dorms and i'd come home every so many weekends And then um, she was actually the vision teacher because she she travels every summer and I'd always told her that one of these summers I'm gonna travel with her. And she was like, okay, yeah, that's fine, you know, not really thinking anything would ever happen with it. Two summers ago, you know, two school years ago before the summer, I was like, okay, where are you going this summer? Oh, I'm going to England and Scotland. And I was like, well, I've got the okay to go. And she goes, are you kidding me? I was like, nope, my parents said they'd pay for me to go. And so we went and stayed in Utahs with one of her friends named Peter from England. We just stayed in Utahs all over England and Scotland for 14 days.
1: So you've already started. you've already been to Europe uh, once. Uh yeah, actually so you've already been uh, up to Europe once, right? Uh, well, I've actually been 3 times. Oh, really?
5: Wow. Wow, what a guy. An international traveler at the age of 18. At age 18. That is awesome. I've been to England and Scotland twice, and then this past summer, I went to uh, about a month ago. I went to Germany and Austria with my high school choir, and we sang and performed in different cathedrals and things.
1: Were oh, you you uh, talented musically? Do you uh,
5: um, can, one second. I let my mom on the door. She's locked out. Okay.
1: Well, we don't want mom locked out. <laughs> man what? That's not good. Uh, no. Having mom, mom in the house. I, I uh. I think I may have locked my mom out a time or two. Uh, Purposely, a, huh? As a child I would do. My mother, was a, she was a sweet lady. She, uh, she had two blind children, and she was, it was tough, because uh, back when we were kids. Sorry right about that. You know, oh, man, that's all right. Uh, tell us about your music.
5: Okay, Um, I was in choir all through high school. Um, Every year, either through a solo or through an ensemble, I made it to state solo and ensemble in Austin. So I mean, yeah, you, you could. I mean, I sing baritone. So I mean, I, I I had a pretty good voice, you could say, in high school.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I like that when I was in high school. When
1: you were in high school, do
5: you, do you play? I'm already missing it. You were
1: already moving on, aren't we? Yes. Do you play any instruments?
5: Um, I've never like actually picked up an instrument. I've always like piddled around on like a piano or a drum set, but never like any. Anything
1: official. Haven't bought that guitar yet and taught yourself to, to play. No. <laughs> well, it may be time to do that. Well, Zach, sounds like you have your, your life together pretty well. And, yeah, one uh,
2: thing before you go, Zach, I want to hear about is your little safari to Africa.
1: Okay. Tell that, us about that.
2: that. I, can um, just, I can just imagine being out there in a tent or something and hearing lions and tigers and such yeah. roaring. And you're like, hmm, where are they?
5: Um, I was... I think 14, 15 ish or 16. I really don't remember that kind of stuff that well. 15 or 16. And there's a man and wife that I go hunt with. Their name's Don Don, and Linda Corley. Right. And I've been hunting with them since I was 13. They took me to Canada. I got a black bear there and I have hunted around Texas. And then I applied for this. I applied for this um, for the Safari Club International. I, I, I applied for an award called the Special Hunters Award. And like you know, I'm going up against people that are like 45 or 50, and like there was different different people. One one man, just for example, he bow hunted with he had no legs. Wow! And so he would bow hunt out of his wheelchair. And so I'm gonna I'm, I was the youngest person to ever apply for this. And next thing I knew, I got a letter in the mail saying that I had been chosen to win, and I would be needed to. <laughs> I needed to be in Las Vegas at this date to receive the award. I was like, whoa. Wow. Flew to Las Vegas, met uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf, met the former President Bush. And besides the award and you know, all the other fun stuff that happened while I was there, I was presented with a 14-day safari with Kunrad, Vermont Safaris in South Africa. And that was just that just blew my mind. Because you know, I've always wanted to go, and I think that is incredible. And um, so we flew out. Went South, this is of course in the summertime now. Yeah. Went to South Africa, and um, the first well, with Coon Rock, um or Coon Rock, excuse me, with Coonrod, it was like the Hemingway safari, you know, the, the awesome over tents and stuff style. And I mean, it would get down to like the 30s at night, and we, we, we were about 60 to 80 feet from a big pond that was like, near the near the camp. And at night, um, twice. I mean, they told us that it would probably happen. And the guy that home with Don had also. He's hunted in South Africa countless times, so he's used to it. So we're laying there. You know, it's about eleven o'clock at night, and uh, he goes, "You know, there's a good chance that uh, you might get there. Some lions coming in here." And I was like, "That's incredible." So we're laying there, starting to doze off, and then, I mean, you can't even describe the sound. I mean, it just rips through the night. Just wow. Like the roars. And I mean, they were not 80 feet from our tent, and they were just two of them, just back to back, roaring as loud as long as they can go. Really? Like, I mean, the 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 birds and they just dead silent when it happens.
1: <laughs> I imagine. Everybody's
5: like,
2: "Be quiet." Yeah. That is. Oh wow, what a great experience. That's probably something you'll remember forever. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I tell you what, we are honored to uh, have you as our winner for the first year Thank you very of much. these scholarships. And, uh, man, good luck at, at A&M. Thank you. And, you know, with all the Aggie jokes and such going around, you know, and Aggie jokes are kind of like blonde jokes or Pollock jokes. That's There's right. one joke that I was told a long time ago when I was looking at going there, mm-hmm. and it was, you know what you call an Aggie after graduation?
1: What's that? Calling boss. There you
2: go. <laughs> there you go. Zach, exactly, uh, we, uh,
1: we appreciate you, and you uh, you keep in touch, and uh, we'll let you know when this runs on Blind Like Me and ACB Radio. Yeah, okay, thank you
5: very much. All right, all thank right, you, Zach.
1: sir.
2: Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Okay, thanks. Bye.
1: All right, Zach, uh, we never did get his last name, did we? Uh, David. Zach Davis from Granbury, Texas, and those are our two, uh, three winners. Uh, we haven't gotten a hold of the middle winner. You want to try her again? Yeah,
2: let me try her one more time Right here. quick,
1: one more time. Uh, we'll
2: go from there, I guess. Okay, let me try to All right. her
1: up. Well, I'm going to stop our CD and okay. take a short break and be back more of Blind Like Me in just a second. Where are you? What is your city of origin? Where are you? Simon Bar. Where is that?
3: Simon Bar. Uh,
1: What is that close to that I might know?
3: Um,
1: Close to Pomona. So in uh, Central California?
3: Yes.
1: And what is your age?
3: I'm 17.
1: 17 and just graduated high school ready for uh, what college are you going to?
3: Dominican University.
1: And you're going to study what? Nursing nursing so that will you'll get a four year degree in nursing uh, yeah so you'll be a, a registered nurse yeah uh well there's always a shortage of nurses you won't have any trouble finding work <laughs> there's no question about that That's um, true. hospital's here in town use agency nurses that they bring in from out of town yeah so they'll be so you you are a, a you want to be a caregiver basically right
3: yeah
1: um and and you, what is your association with blindness? I think you said three out of your four parents were.
3: Yeah, my mom, my dad, and my stepdad are all three blind.
1: Your mom, your father,
3: and my stepfather,
1: and your stepfather, yeah, are all blind. Yes. and you have a stepmother who isn't. Yeah, blind, but three of your four parents—that's—that's unusual—are are <laughs> are, uh, are blind. So you. You've been around blind people, I guess. All, both your natural parents are blind, yeah. right? Um,
3: yeah. My whole life.
1: So you 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 figure you feel like you know uh, blind people pretty well, right?
3: Oh yes. <laughs> I
1: wonder if that is is has had any, played any part in you wanting to be a caregiver.
3: Uh, I'm sure it did.
1: Because uh, parents of of, of children, of blind parents would need would need a lot of help. I mean, there's no question about that. They would um, need they would. They're need...
3: very independent. They don't they? count on my brother and I for
1: anything. Your, your brother has, has good vision also? Yes. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Um,
3: He's going to
1: be 23. And so, so you're studying nursing, you're ready to go this fall, and in four years you'll be a nurse and ready to find yourself a job, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to let Dale tell you about uh, about your your, uh, your uh, winnings here, all right?
2: Okay. Yeah, you were our uh, second place winner. Oh, wow. And I tell you, it was nip and tough between you and our third place winner until the last couple of judges came in. As uh-huh. far as who was going to place where. So it was like a horse race for me sitting here taking all the scores from our judges and, and bringing <laughs> them in. But man, we we're just proud as, as Punch to have you as one of our winners for the first year of this scholarship. Oh,
3: well, thank and, you.
2: And uh, uh, Debbie, uh, your mom, mm-hmm. she uh, helped out the scholarship fund by an auction that we had on Blind My Smart by buying yes. an egg spatula. What a lot
3: of spatula. <laughs> so
2: have you, done, have you used that spatula?
3: I personally haven't. I don't know if she has. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that thing needs to be framed and put up. Yeah. That is really great. <laughs> so are you looking forward to school?
3: Yeah, I really am. And, and when like, are you going to be starting? Um, I start actually the day of my birthday, August 23rd.
2: Wow. Well, that will be a heck of a yeah. birthday present.
3: Yeah, 18th birthday. <laughs> All
2: right. Starting school, 18th birthday, and I would probably miss classes on the next day if it was me. <laughs>
7: No, 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 you don't want to do that, you? No, want to, don't be there those classes You about. want to get started yeah. doing it. Um, it's
2: awful easy to do.
3: Mother wouldn't I, be too happy about that.
2: <laughs> no, she sure wouldn't. She sure wouldn't. Well, listen, I appreciate so much you uh, taking the time to, to have a little interview with us here to help promote the scholarship.
3: Oh, and again, oh thank you very much. I appreciate
2: that. You know, congratulations on
3: uh,
2: on the essay and your winnings. Oh,
3: thank and. You.
2: Your uh, you should be receiving your uh, scholarship uh, within the next week. Okay, so it'll be just in time to buy you a book or something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, good good luck and thanks for
1: talking with us.
3: Oh thank you. All righty. All
1: right bye bye Karen. Bye bye. All right well that's all three winners of the Mousehole scholarship um, and um, uh, good luck to all of them and uh, that little girl there we didn't I don't know if we mentioned or not had um, has perfect vision or she, usable drivable vision I mean she's she sees uh she sees what they consider perfect or 2020
2: 2020 right she so, was the uh, one winner that we had that uh did have uh you know perfect vision that wasn't wasn't impaired so all in all i think with all the all of our winners man we're going to have a heck of a crew coming out in four years
1: i would think so we've got uh, we've got a psychologist a nurse and uh the other boy was going to be a business major. want to, yeah, work, international uh, marketing. So international uh, marketing.
2: Germany and Austria. They better look out because here comes that.
1: Yeah, he's going to be. Seems like uh, seems like quite a boy. I want to do maybe an interview a little later on with him uh, in a year or so uh, and find out how he's doing. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Just that. Uh, got a lot of interesting stories already. For he's experienced a whole lot.
1: For what, that age,
2: life so far.
1: especially for a blind child that age, he's, he's done a lot of... <laughs> he sure I, has, I, hasn't he? We kind of ran out of time. I wanted to ask him how he was able to, uh, I guess they tell him where to aim when he shoots to this gun and kills yeah. uh, black yeah. bears. Yeah, I mean, that's
2: a heck of a story in itself. I mean, he like um, in his essay, he noticed he said he bagged a six-foot bear, six-foot black bear.
7: That's so quite that's a thing. That's
2: pretty incredible.
1: All right, sir. So we'll uh, right. we'll look forward to doing this again next year. And um, I, I give us details on how one uh, enters an essay in your in your contest. Well, to find
2: out all the information for the mouthful scholarship, all you need to do is go to blindmysmart.com and click on the mouthful scholarships link. Uh, beginning in February, we will start accepting essays, and we will accept them until the end of April. At which time we'll close the scholarships to essays, and then our judges will calculate their scores, and um, we'll be getting our winners put together on that. The topic for the essay will be posted uh, probably in towards the middle of January. Hmm. Everybody can start getting there and getting ready for it, and then once uh, February rolls around, we'll start accepting the essays.
1: All and right, maybe. Uh, you
2: know, the amounts will be determined by the amount of proceeds that we have from sales from Blind Mice March. So everybody, please shop and support these wonderful students and next year's crop. We hope to have more scholarships available for everybody that applies. All right, Dale, thank you much. Thank you, Mr. Farr. Have a great day.
1: I'll do that. Well, an unusual kind of a show with a lot of different sort of people, a lot of different interviews. And we go now to a gentleman from Austin, Texas. His name is Bob Tyndall. where he was Bobby Tyndall. At the School for the Blind, he shortened it to Bob Tyndall, and I can't blame him for that. Anyway, he attended school, um, probably would have graduated. I don't think we asked him, but I would imagine sometime in the mid 50s he would have graduated. He's a piano player, tremendous musician. His, uh, has done well at that, a degree in psychology, and uh, Bob Tindall to tell us about something interesting that's fixing to happen in Austin, Texas. We uh, primarily want to talk about a little thing that's happening on the 14th of August, and we'll just let you start from the first and tell us about it.
7: Well, this is uh, a couple of things simultaneously. They just sort of happened uh, by coincidence. Uh, Forrest Goodenough and his wife, Dorothy, were uh, music teachers at the school for the blind for about 25 years i think they started in 1952 and retired in 77 i think that's right and uh <clears throat> i was one of his students and many people that i have known over the years and have played with were also his students so and he affected just a number of people really taught a bunch of students. And played with a lot with the best around. He's considered sort of a giant, and probably the classiest piano player uh, in Austin <laughs> for years. And that's and that's saying a lot because there are a yeah. lot of good piano players here. There are tremendous piano players. Anyway, uh, we got to thinking that uh,
1: maybe we'd give something back to him. Maybe you'd. Uh...
7: A tribute, yeah. and simultaneously to all that, the the there was a move. I think started with the of uh, the uh, the uh, council on the blind, uh, American ACB. Council Blind,
1: yeah, ACB,
7: ACB, okay. To um, name the auditorium there at the school mm-hmm. in their honor. All right, and so we we decided to put that. Event together with a party off campus to celebrate uh, and tribute uh, both of those mm-hmm. fine musicians.
5: Yeah,
7: and so that that's what that's where it started, and so uh, the fourteenth was selected, and there will be a dedication ceremony on campus at one o'clock Saturday afternoon, and uh, there will be some music played during that ceremony. All of it will be. Good enough compositions.
1: Oh yeah. Now he is still alive.
7: Oh yeah. He he lives in Arkansas with his daughter Crow, who's an accomplished musician.
1: And and he is is he is he coming down for the ceremony? Yes, he is. So I would actually get to shake his hand and, and say hi to him. You bet. Not that I'm, I'm sure he won't remember me. It meant a lot more to me than did him. But Forrest, he, good he enough, remembers
7: everybody, Phil.
1: Forrest, good enough was one of the bright spots in a very dark childhood for me. Uh, he was. He was a very gentle uh, person. He uh, seemed to have no hidden agenda. He wasn't uh, really interested in molding me into being something I didn't want to be. He just—he seemed to seem to be a very good listener and just a very gentle, nice person. And I'm looking forward to to uh, to shaking his hand. How how? If you don't mind me asking, what age would he be now?
7: He's 84. As a matter of fact, I believe his birthday is this week.
1: Is that right? Mm-hmm. So he's got us beat by a year or two, doesn't he?
7: A few. <laughs> yeah, his, just a his wife passed away a few months back.
1: Yeah, I took a cello from her. I never did take music from him, but I was around tuning pianos and uh, playing. Uh, uh, Dorothy good enough taught me cello, and she was. I I, I remember so well. She was always, always admonishing me to quit smoking. <laughs> those nasty cigarettes you need to quit that and god she was right she was absolutely right but they were they were sweet people they were nice and, and this is this is a long overdue thing so there will be a ceremony there and is he going to play or are you going to who's going to play
7: well uh he can no longer play he had a stroke some months back and uh has a, has a little bit of mobility problem yeah uh, he's still as sharp as he can be. Is he? But he he will be there. Uh, it, his stuff will be played by a number of very accomplished musicians around. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is an organist, and he wrote he wrote something for the violin, and that'll be performed by a, a notable, noted uh, violinist around town. And uh, there's a uh, Steinway grand on the stage, and that'll be played by. Well, I'm not sure who they are yet, but they'll be. It would be quite accomplished. And then we'll go off campus, and uh, there will be a very outstanding array of musicians who will come there and jam all afternoon.
1: Uh, now, of course, our basic thing here is that we are inviting people to come to this, right? That's, our, that's our point.
7: And there will be a, a tremendous uh, gathering we hope yeah. we can hold everybody
1: <laughs> lots of folks that lots of folks that you and i and and whomever comes have not seen in in many many years uh, we tend to kind of keep up with our with our classmates or with the ones that we graduated or the ones that we were with but there's a lot of other folks uh, that that you that were on the periphery that that you're going to know that will that will be there i guess uh several hundred uh blind people right
7: well we hope so it, it turns out that the word went out over the NSB news line.
1: You're having bad weather.
7: Yes, we are. In Austin, <laughs> Texas, my man. Uh,
1: yeah. You're having bad weather in Austin. <laughs> we,
7: look, we were looking for the rain.
1: <laughs> well, it's coming, and yeah, it's, it's headed my way, way, I guess. I guess it gets through with you, it'll it'll come this way if you don't get it all. <laughs> sorry, sorry, where were we? I, I lost my
7: place. I did, too. Well, um...
1: Anyway, we so just invite everybody.
7: Heard, I've heard from many. Oh, i, I, I tell you, it, this notification of this is going out over the NFB news line and also the ACB mm-hmm. uh, membership um, and also through the best notification system of all, and that's the grapevine by telephone.
1: Blind people keep in touch with each other. A lot, a lot of us do. uh, uh and I'm, I'm sure you're no exception, and you tell one and they tell the other. You say that at, when we get, go off campus, after this ceremony, there's going to be a, a jam session.
7: Uh, yes. In a restaurant named uh, Jorge's.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: It's about five blocks north of campus, right off right off Brennan Road. And it's kind of uh, well-known in the area for their margaritas. Wow. Oh. And so we have uh, a site-designated set up a little bandstand. We'll have a keyboard and a set of drums, and then people will bring what other instruments they want to, you know. And the, the restaurant will close to the public, essentially, for this event.
1: Well, um, but they'll still have margaritas for us, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you say there'll be a keyboard there so uh, and, and drums. And uh, I that, guess that's the,
7: the basis for the jam session. Sure it
1: you know. is. I guess a, I guess a PA set of some sort. A
7: PA session will, will be yeah. there.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, that is, that'll be nice to hear some, to hear some folks play and maybe sing a song or two. That'll be uh, that'll be great. And this is all on the. I, I guess we mentioned the date. I don't remember if we did. This is on Saturday. Saturday the fourteenth. The fourteenth. The,
7: the dedication ceremony is at one o'clock, and the jam session will begin at two, and it may go till September.
1: That's, that's, I <laughs> hope so. And so, so one o'clock on the campus of the Texas School for the Blind in Austin, Texas, 45th and Lamar and Burnett. It's between uh, is it between, uh, uh, Lamar and Burnett on 45th? Is it in my, in my direction? That's player? right. That's, that's right. I remember. I spent enough time there, I should know. And that will be at one o'clock Saturday afternoon, and then we will all adjourn to this restaurant, uh, jorge's i think you said and play a little music so uh come one come all uh all of you and and uh, enjoy i'm going you're going we'll look forward to seeing everybody there it ought to be a blast should be bob thank you so much and uh, hang on just a second okay you bet you. all right that'll be uh not uh, let see not this weekend but the following weekend and if you are in uh, the area and you uh, you intend to come i guess just show up i'd right? There was no mention of uh, if you wanted to play, to call, or no, none of that sort of thing. So I have no, uh, you know, no idea. You'd assume that if you want to, uh, if you want to participate, just uh, come one, come all, I suppose. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll see how things go. Uh, it should be, should, sounds like a good time, doesn't it? Anyway, we want to mention very quickly our little thing that we are doing, uh, which is, uh, involves a little, a uh, group gathering that we're trying to get together in this November in Houston, Texas. Uh, we'll start on the 5th of November, which will be a Friday. We're going to do uh, record a, the 100th Blind Handyman Show on the 7th of November. That'll be Sunday morning. We're all coming in on the 5th and plan to do a little party and maybe that night and the next night and the night after if we can all <laughs> hold up uh, and do some uh, discussions panel discussions and motivational speakers and that kind of thing on Saturday and then Sunday morning record uh, the Blind Handyman the 100th edition of the Blind Handyman show since we started and everybody's going to be there, Don Patterson Don Shaw, Tom Houston and myself will all be there and uh, we'll try to show you a good time and have good weather for you it's at the Sheridan Hotel, if you're interested in coming uh, be sure and do so, you can call me at 936 634 or you can email me at philpar at txucom dot net. Philpar txucom dot net nine uh, three six six three four ninety five hundred is the phone number. Come on and come on. All right. Let's go back aboard the um, what do they call it thing? I never can remember the Conquest. I believe it's what it's called. Here's some some silliness from the
4: Conquest. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here's a, a, a guy here. We're in these soon, the uh, uh, Casino. Give you a little ambience of the, how the casino operates, and, and we want to come up and we want to interview an average fellow here who's playing a uh, slot machine. He's playing a slot machine, and there are Bud Light cans on the floor all around him, several hundred Bud Light cans. Uh, can we have your name, sir? Uh, um, um, uh, Don Patterson. Don Patterson. Don
6: Patterson. <laughs> Let me sign our guy's card. We want to sign the guy's yeah. card. We're getting a drink, of course. I, I, as usual. You have to do what? Yeah, I put your drink just behind your. You put your drink, your, my drink
1: where? Uh, just behind your ashtray. Okay. Did you clean ass ass. up all these Bud Light cans around him here? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. What's your name? Yura, U- sir. Tell me
0: your name. Uh, why Y U R A Yura Yura?
1: We are why Y U R A? Yes,
0: Ura. that's my name, but my name. And you are from Indonesia, sir. Indonesia. All the way from Indonesia, yes. You've
1: been on this boat how long, sir? Uh uh, two months, three weeks, sir. Okay, two months and three, three weeks. weeks. Yes. So you came from Indonesia to this boat? Yes. Yes, sir. And they
0: taught you English, and here you are making big bucks on the boat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope. Do you, do you like it here? Uh, so far, yes. So far, yes. yes. Especially when I serve the drink for you, sir. Especially when yeah.
1: you bring drinks for us. Yeah. That's the way we like to hear you talk. It really is. So, uh, Don. Yes. Uh, tell us, sir, how what sort of luck are you having here at your? Uh, well, I had had uh, three
6: three really miserable
5: days, and then I uh, got lucky last. Like, Last night and sort
6: of regained, recouped all of my losses, yes. and now I'm having a, another miserable evening. Another, yeah, <laughs> another evening.
0: How many twenties
1: have you put in this
0: machine well, so far um, today? Well, I well I actually
6: started with a bucket of quarters, probably almost a hundred dollars, not quite, and I probably have two.
1: I'm probably down twenty right now. now. How many do you figure the lady who cleans your room got?
0: Well, I don't know. I, well, Emily and I talked about that, and, and we really, I just sort of reached in and grabbed a handful, and I said that about do it, that'd you know. Be
1: all right, well, there's an average guy playing an average slot machine here. Can you drop something again. let us hear your machine.
0: Does it make noise? No, it doesn't make any noise.
6: The machine doesn't make any noise. Mine makes a little noise. Let me see here. You mean your former machine. Somebody's sitting there, now. <laughs> no,
1: they're not. My machine is full of my quarters. It's out of town. Here we are. Let's see. Let's drop a few uh, my tray of, uh, quarters here. I'm looking for three quarters. Here we go. Let's see. You can you hear that? Yeah. One, two, three, and I'm going to push the button. It'll make a neat little noise here. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Three quarters just gone. Let's try. Uh, let's try three more. Have you got headphones on? <laughs> and that's our uh, engineer, John Conley, who's recording on the Plex Talk. Plex Talk 101. Plex Talk 101. This is the expensive machine most folks can't afford. And uh, he's hocked his house. Eight ninety five. dollars 95 And uh, bought one. Eight ninety five plus the card plus, plus the several other things. Let's, let's push this again and see if we gets get to Nothing. Absolute nothing. Okay. Well, we've lost... Um, losing money. I'd like to win something while we're on the... Uh, oh, that'd be nice. That would be, it would be really nice if I won 600 quarters. Anytime. This machine, uh, what Don and I do is stake out certain machines, and we stay with those machines until they absolutely break us. All right, three more quarters. Here we go. All right, that's 15 quarters. Let's get them out of here. Here we go. Well, that's, uh, let's see, I put in nine and got back 15. You'd have to do that a long time before you made any money. All right, sir, thank you much. We're at the casino aboard the uh, Conquest. And uh, more in just a minute.
6: name is Peter. Your name is Peter. Yeah.
1: Well, Peter, glad to have you. are the, you the, you the uh, you're
2: the lounge manager. I mean, the casino manager.
6: No, I'm not. A sl- I'm not the casino manager. I am a slot technician. You're a what technician? A slot technician. Slot. Yeah. I take care of the slots that you're You're playing on right there. So there were the slot machine. Tell yeah, us what we win with our points on our card. Yeah, but we know uh, with the points on your card, uh, you do what you do is you keep, You have your card inside the machine. Yeah, okay, and as you're playing the machine you'll see the points increment over a period of time. Yeah. You collect twenty five hundred points you get cash back on future cruises. How about a teacher? How about a hand? Well that's that's exactly what you want um on the entrance to the casino wow. there is a little box, okay, with prizes inside. Okay. Alright? Mm-hmm. Uh and these are relevant to the points that you have. Okay? Should you decide you want a t shirt, a cap, okay? You know, it's for the sun, and you know, it's like a little sun hat to keep the sun off your head. Uh t-shirt to wear yeah Say so you've been on the casino on the conquest yeah you want something like that it's got it you've, if you've got the points there, that means you can have a t-shirt well you should have enough there but definitely you've got there enough there for a t-shirt what, what, what would happen is we don't take your points away we don't take your points away for um, we don't take your points away for having the Points. Uh, so having the prizes for the points. The only ticket points away for when we give you cash back on the next cruise. So, so you've got 2,500 at least there. So on your next cruise, um, you're going to get cash back. But what you've got to do is you've got to sign up for the Ocean Players Club at the cashier's cage. Fill out your name, your address, bits and pieces of your ID, and then give it into the cashier's cage. Okay, uh, and then what happens then, you get a letter through the post indicating what you've got, okay, uh, what points you have, and then what you do is on your next cruise, you bring that with you, that little letter, uh-huh. and they give you cash at the cashier's cage, to uh-huh. so the value of your points. All right. Let me ask you one question. Yeah. Are all slot machines equal? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, It depends on what, if you're playing a nickel, a quarter, dollar, twenty-five dollar. Hey? These, these, They range from about 85 to 95% payback. But that's not just over a period of 20 minutes. No, this, is probably, this is probably over a period of maybe weeks and months. I'm
1: not But you think all
6: quarter
1: slot machines are Anyone I've played in this casino
6: would do me about the same as any other one. Uh, Um, Now, don't lie to us, Peter. Well, you're on a machine now that can pay. Which has got, if you get the top award, you're going to hit for $2,500. That's what I hear. Well, if you move to the one to the left, if you want to. Yes. Well, you're in an area of the casino where the. You're in an area of the casino right now where where the payout is, where the maximum award is high. Uh, yeah, you, you, uh, yeah, there's a couple of machines that only have 4,000 coins top in yeah. top award. Yeah. This one's got 10,000. Yeah. Uh, wow. yeah, so that's 2,500 bucks. I, I did win there. You've got every chance, mate. Exactly when it's going to hit, nobody knows. Donnie, did you? Well, if I knew, I'd be in Vegas, mate. I'd be plugging them slot machines in Vegas right now if I knew that. If you knew that. (laughs) for right. All right, well, that's slot technician Peter, who may have just fibbed a little. Uh, (laughs) you, you, You think so?